Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr B. This is season 24 for me and season 20 for Amanda. And this is day 23, the anti-penultimate day <laughs> of season 92. Our first question asks us, uh, what war did Poldark come back from? So I knew this was a period piece, and I thought it was like earlier than usual. Like, you know, coming back from World War II is fairly common or mm-hmm, post-world mm-hmm. war ii uh you know coming back from like the war in afghanistan or iraq no i, I definitely knew it was earlier than those so i went with world war one because i figured that would be mm. far enough back that it would be interesting and you could you know kind of uh get away from some of the sort of csi type investigation stuff and kind of go back to that gritty cop kind of uh, kind of thing okay so sure for my part, I, I apparently managed to know even less about this show than you. Um, I did not know that it was a period piece. And for some reason, having watched Sherlock and the fact that their um, modern, you know, reworking of it has Holmes or Watson rather coming back from uh, Afghanistan. I thought perhaps that was a bit of a trend in like BBC dramas of just, you know. The, the after effects of of British soldiers coming back from that. So I put Afghanistan because I just had no idea. I thought, eh, that's that's a thread to hang this on. Well, I, I will point out just for the record that uh, if that had been the case, Thorsten probably would have been more, uh, would have required a more precise answer because Britain's mm-hmm. had at least two wars in Afghanistan. Okay. The only reason I really know that is because in the original conan doyle books watson has also recently returned from afghanistan oh okay sure so kind of a callback there in the tv series Uh, but no it was the american revolution okay so yeah i i I, as soon as i saw the answer i was like okay maybe yeah maybe like i saw an ad or two for this and he was and it it was you know way back then it was that that period but yeah it just didn't didn't land for me. Nope, had, I had no idea. Question two asks us for the five-letter word that was used to refer to a group of advisors for Charles II, also of England. Yes, um, this one is an interesting one in the sense that they're um, the, the places over which they um, oversee, I guess, uh, are the letters in the word in question um and it is sort of called out by the fact that it notes these are in alphabetical order they're you know they're they're land holdings or or whatever they're the lords of basically um and so you have the earl of arlington the lord ashley the duke of buckingham the lord clifford of uh chudley and the duke of lauderdale and so why bother mentioning that these are in alphabetical order because if you rearrange Arlington, Ashley, Buckingham, Clifford, uh, or Chudley, and Lauderdale, um, you can spell Cable, C-A-B-A-L, um, which is, I think I've, I've run across this factoid before. Um, I don't recall where. It might have been Learned League or something related to it. Um, but, you know, once I kind of realized we have five names there and we're noted that they're in alphabetical order so it might be worth looking at what the first letter of each one is 
um, that pretty much uh, spelled it out for me, if you will. So I put down cable. I've always heard it as cabal, but okay. yeah, same here. Um, and I, I didn't really even need to look at the names that closely because the, the five letter word, which did not actually originate with them, that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a common, I won't even say urban legend about the origin of the word cabal, that it comes from these particular five advisors. Right, right. Uh, but as noted, it does not. Um, mm -hmm. So, but yeah, this is, this is that. This yep. is cabal. And that was the correct answer. Uh, question three asks us for the rock band um, that is more popular effectively than any other that shares a name with an aircraft. So my first thought was the B-52s. Then mm -hmm. I thought 76 seems a little, just like the slightest bit late for them to have formed. Late? And I'll, like, I, I feel like they're, yeah, like I, I feel like when they became huge hits in like the early 90s, they'd been around for a while like they were one of those 20 year overnight success stories okay um i'm probably wrong about that you probably are. um but nonetheless I, I i still just kind of figured that that's not them just because they're not like hugely successful they're massively right. popular and influential but when you talk about like grossing more on concerts and winning more mm -hmm. grammys that's not the B-52, so I had to th kind of think, okay, who else is really big about that sort of... Oh, U-2. It's U-2. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I... Yeah. That just popped into my head as the, the more appropriate one and then d didn't even bother thinking of anything else. Yeah. Um, this one was especially nerfed out by the actual... Um, the word actual, uh, second to last oh. word of the question, because... Um, you know, any other band that also shares its name with an actual aircraft. Because there's like Jefferson Starship and mm. Led Zeppelin and, you know, various other Fair. probably less popular bands mm -hmm. that you could point to. But really the only two I can think of that are prominent and are named after aircraft are U2 and the B-52s. Um, and I had the same thought is that this is, uh, well, I had the thought that first of all, this is a bit early for the B-52s formation. Um, but secondly, that um, this is a, a different tier of popularity than they have attained over time compared with U2. Um, and so, yeah, once I landed on that, so to speak, um, I, I really didn't consider much else. Like I, I did have to kind of dust out those cobwebs of um, other aircraft related, you know, names, but um, with that actual aircraft, uh, clue at the end there that narrowed it way down. And I put down U2 as well. And that was the correct answer. Mm -hmm. Question four asks us for the Mexican, Mexican equivalent of Pertamina, Petronas, Naftogaz, PDVSA, and Petrobras. Right. So these are like the, the national consortiums of like petroleum, Companies, basically the nationalized petroleum um, company. I don't know what you call them besides yeah. companies. I don't yeah. know, organizations. Concerns. Concerns. Um, Cabals. Uh, which, you know, was easy to parse out, but I did not know what the name of this would be. Um, I was going back and forth between Petromex and Mexigas. And um, I don't know if I unconsciously went with Mexigas because 
it sounds like a an actual word which is plexiglass mm. <laughs> um i just thought uh, you know the all many of these have the petro part in front and so i thought possibly um you know that the the actual answer would be kind of the opposite way around because that would be an interesting twist you know such that you would have to know it or something mm -hmm. um so instead of petromex i put down mexigas uh, i went with petromex that was just <laughs> kind of the first thing that popped into my head yeah because uh, you know brazil has petrobras which definitely sounds like petroleum brazil yep. um and just i i couldn't think of what else it might be like i just kind of tried emptying my brain and thinking what mexican oil companies have i heard of and it was none of them yeah uh, apparently so mm -hmm. same so yeah i just uh i also figured well it's petrobras then let's go with petromex sure well, at least we covered both those uh, made-up bases, mm -hmm. but it was Pemex, P-E-M-E-X. Yeah. P -E -M -E -X. Which I does not tickle any memories for me. Like, I don't I don't know that I've ever heard of that. I, have, I feel like I've probably ever heard of it, but that's mm -hmm. all. Maybe once, maybe twice in my life. Hmm. Um, question five asks us to identify the celestial object that is 0.39 astronomical units from the sun. So 0.39 astronomical units means it is slightly more than one third the distance from the average distance from the sun to the earth. Right. Uh, knowing that there are two things that are closer to the sun than the earth, consistently at least, mm -hmm. there is Venus and then there is Mercury. And I figure, okay, I know Mercury is very close. Mm -hmm. Is it this close or is it even closer? Is Venus two-thirds of the way from us to the sun, and then Mercury is even inside that orbit? Mm -hmm. I thought, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. That just, that doesn't quite work for me. So I'm going to think, okay, would it make more sense for Mercury to be at about a third, and then Venus is probably at about two-thirds, and then we're at the one orbit? Yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense to me, so mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Mercury. I had much the same uh, train of thought. I... You know, once I identified, like, okay, the, we have the astronomical units clue because when you get up past, I don't know, like 12 miles, I, what, you know, what am I going to do with 36 million miles? I don't know <laughs> offhand how far that is for, you know, for any distance in space or whatever. Um, and so... You know, with the astronomical units, okay, it was like, okay, I know that one of those is Earth to the Sun. Um, 0.39 sounds more like it would be Mercury than Venus. I did pause to consider, like, is there any kind of, you know, asteroid belt area in that part of the solar system? I didn't think there was. I thought, you know, you've got the Kuiper belt, but that's out farther um, by the, the larger planets. Um, and... So it really did come down to either Mercury or Venus. And I, I thought kind of the same thing that like, you know, being closer than half an AU seemed like it would just, you know, Venus wouldn't have, Venus would be like Mercury if it was that close. Like it would be, you know, just mm -hmm. a barren rock kind of thing because everything would burn off. Reasonable. Um, 
So I, you know, with a little bit of, um, you know, lack of confidence, I also put down Mercury. And that was correct. Phew. Just for the record, Earth is 93 million miles. So okay. you could have kind of done the math as yeah. well on that if you'd, if you'd known that. But, I mean, if you, if you think 100 mm. million miles, you're not far off. Sure. That's roughly it. Question six asks us for the name of the main character of an action movie franchise that started in 2002 with the title character floating in the Mediterranean. Yeah. Um, it's uh, interesting because I don't know what exactly the parenthetical at the end is there for. Last name is required and last name alone is acceptable. Um, why would that not be the case yeah seemed all the time kind of odd like yeah like that, why why have that instead of the usual you know and what is this main character's name yeah yeah um but anyway um it didn't take me a huge amount of time to think about the time frame you know whether like i could kind of picture this scene well enough to suggest to me that i'd seen the movie um and you know, once I got around to that, I just was picturing, okay, what's a movie that's had an, an an action movie franchise that's been around since for 20 years now, so that it's had probably a series of movies and has someone's name in the title um, that, again, really narrows it down because one of the only ones I can think of is, um, you know, well, I guess there's John Wick out there, but I know that's much later than 2002. Um and so, and I didn't think of it this morning either, so I didn't have to bother to rule it out. Um, anyway, what I'm getting around to is I was pretty sure this was uh, the Bourne Identity movies, or the Jason Bourne movies. Um, and so maybe what this is getting at is you can't just put down Jason because that's like the horror movie franchise guy. I don't know. I I'll be pondering that for... For days, I'm sure. Uh, but anyway, I put down Born because I was pretty sure this was the that sequence of action movies with Matt Damon, um, and uh, felt pretty good about it. Yeah, um, I remember I, I had a flash as I read this question of that scene of him being of Matt Damon being hauled out of the water, and yep. so I, my my initial thought was okay, Jason Bourne, and I read the rest of the question in you know, 2002. That sounds about right. Sure. Yeah, it was a while back. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was the start of a franchise. It's got the name in there. Yeah, and, the, yeah, and I also got very hung up on the parenthetical. Like, why? What is. What, <laughs> what path does he think he was leading us down that he needs to redirect us to? But yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I, I also said Bourne. I did not bother saying Jason Bourne because I was expressly told that I only needed the last name. Yeah, same here. Um, and Jason Bourne or Bourne was the correct answer. Um, it's it's weird to me because I feel like, okay, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't caught up on the Bourne movies yet. <laughs> um, don't they say something about how that's not his real name? Yeah, yeah, it's code name. So, as, I, like, as I recall. It doesn't help the parenthetical make mm -hmm. any more sense. I just wondered if that was some, there's some tenuous linkage there that that makes that make a little more sense. I, I don't yeah. know. Um, so, or maybe because, maybe because I'm thinking like his actual first name is Jason, but his last name isn't really born. I, I don't know. 
Anyway, um, ended up with four out of six on the day. Ditto. The same four out of six. Same four. Um, Been a while since that happened. Yeah. Well, we've had some, one or two this season, I guess. But, um... Well, it's been a while since I scored more than three on a day, but... Ugh. Yeah, it's, that's not my favorite thing. Um, as you pointed out, we're we're both on track to break 100 total correct answers. Mm-hmm. But I touched some wood while I say that. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's not gotta, been the prettiest season. we got to go 50-50 over the next couple days. Right. Um, I think we can do it. So we'll see how it goes. But, you know, as far as this day, like... My television score is pretty good, so maybe there's a chance I won't lose too much on Poldark. Um, but, yeah, Pemex, I don't know. That's probably going to play pretty hard because of all the things, like, of of these six questions, that is the one that I really kind of just hadn't heard of. Yeah. So I, I think I'm probably not too unlike a lot of learned leaguers in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately... I didn't defend it as hard as I perhaps should have. Um, I think it was maybe my opponent's um, business econ score that convinced me I should take a point off there. Yep. So. Yeah, I lean heavily on that. And my my main Rundle opponent uh, is from Houston mm. or, or and or lives there. And so I thought, okay, and they had a pretty good business score. So I was like, there's mm. a decent chance this person has something to do with the oil industry and might be able to... <laughs> point yeah well i guess we'll see yep and so that's it for today tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis follow us on twitter at lrndlg let's learn league without the vowels and remember don't forfeit don't cheat